I run into a lot of people lately who are talking about Lutheran Federal Credit Union. It was created to serve and support LCMS workers, families, and organizations. Highlights include the exceptional service experience at Lutheran Federal Credit Union. Members experience nationwide and online banking service without the fees of traditional banks and get help with Christian-based lending advice for new loans and refinancing. Check them out at lutheranfcu.org. Jesus said, Go then to all people everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptize them and teach them to obey all I commanded you, and I will be with you always, even unto the end of the age. How can we learn to share our faith in Christ with those in our community? Why should everyone be his witness? Why is praying and listening so important as we begin the process of sharing our faith? What else should we do? Join us today as I interview Reverend Mark Wood, the Director of Witness and Outreach for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Welcome, Reverend Wood. Thanks for being my guest today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. We're glad to have you. So why should everyone be his witness? Well, Jesus said in Acts 1-8, you will be my witnesses. Of course, he was speaking to the original disciples then, but it's something that echoes through the ages to all of his disciples. And notice there's no question there. He doesn't say, oh, would you be my witnesses? Or if you think about it, would it work out for you? He's just stating a fact. And since Jesus has made us his witnesses, that should encourage us to ask, well, how can I be a good witness? How can I be an effective witness? What, what does it mean to witness? Mm-hmm. And those are things we like to explore, not should I be, because we are. Yes. Sometimes we wonder why God gave the church, those of us that are sinful human beings, this unbelievable task, go and make disciples for me. It just seems like a crazy task for all of us to do, but it is what he has given us, isn't it? It is, and we know from his word that this is something very close to his heart. In uh, 1 Timothy, it says, God desires all people to hear the word of truth and come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. And yet, who does he entrust that to? Not to angels or archangels, not to some really kind of majestic being, but simple sinners like you and me. And we have this extraordinary privilege to be Christ's witnesses in our world. Yeah. So in your training that you offer in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, you use the term the Lassie approach in witnessing. Tell us a little bit more about that, and then we'll kind of unpack that and what that means and why you use that term. Well, the the Bible doesn't have a, a particular way to go about being a witness. You know, if you look through the Bible, it doesn't say, well, this is the program you're supposed to use or this is the approach you should use. And so we're free to adapt our approach to sharing Jesus with people based on what's going on in our world. And I was trained in all different kinds of evangelism programs back as a, when I was a lay person and as a pastor. And uh, the, the program Dialogue Evangelism 2 is well known to many Missouri Zenit mm-hmm. people. But when I was a, the pastor of evangelism in Florida, I was trying to use those other programs and I was finding it just wasn't working. We were having problems getting to people's homes to knock on their doors in the first place. Uh, when we did get to people's homes, people weren't home. 
you know, they're out on the beach or on the boat or at the soccer fields or somewhere. People leave very busy lifestyles. And then uh, when we did find someone home and uh, they were willing to talk, the, the worldviews were very, very different than the people who used to be concerned about questions like if you were to die tonight and had to stand before God uh, and he said, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? It's like, well, well how do we engage people in this new context? And so Lassie is a, an approach I came up with to teach evangelism to the members of our parish. I like to tell people I'm an Air Force trained acronymist. So I started with an acronym, Lassie. I mean, who doesn't like Lassie? You know, But it's really an answer to uh, 1 Peter 3.15 where we're called to you know, not only not only give a defense of or an explanation of the hope that's within us, but to do it with gentleness and respect. And it's so important in today's world as we engage people who have preconceived ideas about Christianity, many of them negative or hostile, to be able to engage people with gentleness and respect. I love that. I was involved with dialogue evangelism, and I too found it didn't always work. Sometimes it did, but a lot of times it didn't. Talk a little bit more. LASI stands for different key elements, and the L stands for listen. Why should we listen? Well, that's kind of odd, isn't it? Because so much of what we're told about evangelism is talking. And yet today, as we go out and engage people, we find we don't even know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could be somebody with a Christian background who's de-churched. Uh, they could be somebody from a Muslim or Hindu or Sikh background. I had neighbors in Florida of all those different uh, worldviews. The only way we're going to know where someone's coming from, what their worldview is, uh, what they believe about God, if they believe anything about God, is starting by listening. And we listen to, to learn about the other person. It's a very powerful thing to listen to people because uh, people like to be listened to in the first place. <laughs> we learn about them, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it conveys a message to people. I'm interested in you. I care about you as a person, mm-hmm. not as a conquest, uh, but as a person. And uh, listening is often very enjoyable uh, and surprising. And if we spend time really listening to people, it can be uh, quite edifying to us as well. Yeah. As you were sharing that, I was thinking about a charter communication man that came to our home a few months ago. And my husband's great at that listening and building a relationship. And he was there for several hours. And eventually he told my husband that he had lost his sister when she was 12 years old to death. Wasn't a churched man, but he had lots of questions. Mm -hmm. That opened up an opportunity for us to talk together a little bit more to him about faith in Christ. And uh, if we hadn't spent time listening, we wouldn't have known. He was so interested in why his sister died, what was death, but he had no background in the church. I think a lot of times we learn so much as we listen. There's an old saying is, uh, God gave you two ears and one mouth. You should use them in that Say proportion. That all the time. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So. And in your uh, acronym, Lassie, the next is ask. ask. Why should we ask and what should we ask? Well, asking is another way of continuing to listen. As we listen to people, there, things are going to come up where we're curious about or maybe we don't understand or we'd like them to expand on. And a great way to do that is asking questions. And asking questions is usually much more inviting and often very much more powerful than making a statement. So listen and ask go together. And, you know, last is not a series of steps where you just kind of check them off as you go along, but as iterative, it goes back and forth. You could jump over a letter. They're just the elements of this overall approach. But if we listen, we ask, we listen more, and we're, we're beginning then to understand 
who is this person and what do they believe and what is their story? Uh-huh. And that leads us to the, you know, the seeking and sharing part of Lassie. Because as we hear their story and understand their story, we begin to understand where that connects with Jesus' story. Give an example, maybe somebody that you've visited with using these different elements, listening first and asking. What, what, what is a question you might ask someone, maybe without their name, just share a little story? Oh, lots of stories. And most of mine have to do with airports and airplanes these days because I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, just recently I was at the airport when somebody asked to plug their phone in near me where I was sitting working on the computer you know, I was doing that very, very important work for God that I didn't couldn't be disturbed. Uh-huh. And I was focused on my computer, and he wanted to plug in. So I, I engaged him in a little bit of a conversation and finally closed my computer down and said, well, here's the work God really has mm-hmm. for me to do. Mm-hmm. And as I listened to him, he was sharing stories. He was a runner, you know, where he was going because he was at the airport too, obviously. Uh, and he shared something about his wife having passed away. Mm-hmm. And something he probably didn't intend to share, really. Mm-hmm. And it really led to this conversation. So I started asking him questions about running. And from asking him those questions about running, he just opened up and shared a lot more information. So your question doesn't have to be about faith mm-hmm. or worldviews yeah. or Jesus. What do you know about Jesus? I mean, sometimes you can ask those questions right away. But a lot of times your question is just, how do I get to know this person more? Mm-hmm. How do I unpack their story or yeah. help them unpack their story right, for me? Right. And God sometimes opens doors to share our faith through those conversations, but sometimes he doesn't. And uh, we have to kind of wait on him to open and close doors because when we ask too pushy of questions, it will turn people off. Right. So we carefully craft our questions Mm -hmm. so that they're inviting questions. Again, the whole point of the question is for the person to speak more, So for for us to listen more. Right. So we're asking so we can listen. We're not asking to trap people or to box them in somewhere or to show them how smart we are. Uh, We're just asking because we're genuinely interested in them as human beings. We want to hear their story. Yeah, that's great. So uh, that's what you mean when you say seek and then the next Lassie element is S for how do we share? Is that when you start talking to them about Christ? Sometimes. Okay. Uh, so the seeking is looking for that point of connection. And, and based on that point of connection, you may share a Bible passage. You, you may share something from your own life, your story. Sometimes my story can help get to Jesus' story. Sometimes my story gets in the way. Mm-hmm. So, so we emphasize his story. We always want to share his story. Uh, so as you know, we're listening and we're asking, we're seeking. And of course, we're seeking not just that point of connection with a person, but we're seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit as well mm-hmm. to say, where do I start mm-hmm. this conversation about Jesus? Where does it connect? And we can be praying quietly, Absolutely. asking the Lord to guide mm-hmm. us and direct us. Um, that's always important. That prayer is just fundamental, isn't it? And we, you know, we again, lastly, not being a series of steps. Right. So the seeking is always there. We're always seeking the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we encourage people right up front, you know, as a witness, be a praying witness. I remember the, the second petition of the Lord's Prayer, Thy Kingdom Come, where in the small catechism it's explained, God's kingdom indeed does come even without our prayers. Mm-hmm. But what are we praying for? Well, Lord, use me. Use me as an, your instrument to that the kingdom would come now here among us. And uh, so that's... 
that's my prayer always as a witness is, Lord, you know, here I am right where you want me to be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, help me be attuned to what it is you want me to say. Yeah. And uh, the sharing, again, it's, it's getting to Jesus' story. People say, well, what do I share? What Bible? There's no script to everyone as witness. There's no, mm-hmm. so Lassie doesn't have a series of preset questions. Uh, it's, you know, relying on the spirit, looking at the context. I tell people the best way to have something to share is to fill yourself up with it first. So immerse yourself in God's word. Yes. Be filled with his word. You know, Holy Spirit's just going to draw from that reservoir and things will come out of your mouth and you'll say, wow, where did that come from? Really? I, really? I couldn't have planned that. I could have anticipated it but I know it was put into me, mm-hmm. um, and now it's coming out just as God intended it to be. Yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking about a time I was on a plane. It was a late-night flight, and I planned on sleeping, just kind of like you were you were working <laughs> on your computer. And the lady sat next to me, and I kind of looked at her, and she had tears running down her eyes as I glanced over, and I thought, oh, I have got to visit. I mean, I really planned on just closing my eyes and sleeping the whole time, and she was going to visit her her dying sister, mm. and uh, her sister was unchurched, and she wanted to, you know, we just talked about how she might share Christ with her sister, and uh, I was glad I stayed awake to visit with her, but sometimes we in our Human bodies get tired, and as you said, you were busy working on the computer, and um, I was busy wanting to spend some time sleeping. So we don't always realize that God has plans for us, and we need to be willing participants. Right. There are no coincidences. God, God is a God of order, and he's not a haphazard God, and he puts us right where he wants us to be in the places at the times with the people. Mm-hmm. And that's why— we really like to emphasize in everyone as witness is it's being a witness in the context of your everyday life with the people that God's already put into your life uh, or will put into your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Nothing artificial about it. It's just natural evangelism, just as Jesus intended it to be. I think so, too. I want to make some announcements and then we'll come back and continue talking about some of the different key elements as we find ways to share our faith with those we meet. Family Shield has a newly designed Go First into the Home bookmark that we'd like to mail to you as a gift. To receive it, email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us your complete name and address. If you're a Thrivent financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to the Thrivent website at www.thrivent.com slash thriventchoice or call them 1-800-847-4836. They can help you sign up or you can do it online. Family Shield is giving away the complimentary booklet, Living the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To receive the booklet, call the Response Center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Again, don't forget to give us your complete name and address. Remember that Family Shield can also be heard through the archive page on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com, and you can also find us on our Facebook page. Thank you for praying for our ministry. You can send prayer requests, program suggestions, or a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 23. 23- 
St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Now I want to go back to my guest, Reverend Mark Wood. He's the Director of Witness and Outreach for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. And your program, the classes that you teach, are called Everyone His Witness? Right. That's the name of the program. And uh, we're, we're excited because uh, the Senate in convention this past summer adopted Everyone His Witness as the official evangelism program for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Uh, it's a really a, a unique and rare opportunity to build an evangelism program from the ground up. Mm. So I, I've been involved in this for almost two years now, uh, and we're just about where we want to be to get this out to the Senate at large. And we do it through a workshop. You know, the workshop goes through the what, the why, and the how-to of using the Lassie approach for being a witness in your everyday life. And later we'll have a website that will have much more specific the workshop's kind of generic as mm-hmm. we're talking about today, but the specifics get into how do I witness like with a Mormon or how do I witness with uh, somebody who's Hindu mm-hmm. or how do I witness to somebody who just lost a child? Mm-hmm. So those, those will be on the website. There's specific things that we can do, specific word of God that you can share, you know, the things you should be listening for, questions that are asking, just walking through Lassie and all those different contexts. So we have a, we have a lot of work ahead of us, but it's definitely a joyful work. Great. So let me say to our listeners, if you have a congregation, especially if you're part of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and are interested, they can find out about workshops and programs that you have, I'm sure, throughout the United States, correct? Sure. And the best place to go is the lcms.org website. If you look under the, the what we do, you'll see witness and outreach and that pull down and, and it gets us to the, the page. Uh, or you can always email us. It's witness-outreach at lcms.org. It's so important. It really is important that Christians who love Jesus Christ learn to share their faith, first in the home and then in the community. And as you said, there are so many opportunities. We just need to... Uh, begin to see the uh, harvest that is there and find ways to ask questions and learn how to build relationships. It's really a relationship building process, isn't it? Well, we, we're meant to be witnesses in the context of relationship. It's nothing artificial and it shouldn't be forced and it, it shouldn't be a burden either. Jesus intended it to be a joyful task. Mm-hmm. In fact, he, he, it's the one place where he says, come rejoice with me, come share in my joy. That's when the lost are being gathered. And here's the invitation Jesus puts in front of us. Come be my witness. Come share in my joy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, we talked a little bit about how we share. Did you have more to talk about related to that before we go on? I think the key thing in share is, you know, when you can, uh, in a winsome way, always share God's word. It's the only thing that's going to uh, change a person's heart. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to get off track and distracted and lose that opportunity. So Mm -hmm. the goal is always to share God's word uh, as it's appropriate. Yeah, that's great. And uh, certainly one of the Bible verses I often find need to be shared is for by grace you have been saved through faith and not not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. There are so many people in today's world even many that call themselves Christians that think God's going to give them eternal life because of their good works instead of because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And it's, it's just Satan's ploy to confuse people 
I hear it all the time. And uh, I, I, when I have opportunity, I was just uh, finishing up an article I'm um, writing for a, uh, an educational group, and I was talking about a practicing homosexual that I witnessed to for a couple years, and he just thought he was saved because of his being good. Mm-hmm. And it was a great opportunity to to quote that verse and talk more with him. Actually, I spent almost two years talking to him. But um, that just is. Do you find that to be a difficult issue? This that we're saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ, as you witness, as well, you talk to people. There's certainly confusion about that. Uh, sadly, though, I, I think there's less and less confusion because people just don't care any way around. A they lot just, of them don't. It's like I'm not. I'm not concerned about God. What does it mean to be saved? Who cares? It's, that's your thing, not my thing. Yeah. I'm just living my life in the moment for the moment, and not even giving any thought. To eternity, yeah. So we have we have an emerging different problem in our yeah, culture sure, today. Sure, yes, we certainly do. We have through our radio program, though, a lot of unchurched people that listen to Christian radio because they are interested in learning more about God, but they're not ready to go to church yet. Mm. So it's a challenge there too. Well, let's talk a little bit about how we invite people to learn more about God's Word and Jesus. And that's really the point of inviting is let's keep the conversation about Jesus going here because before inviting, there's sharing. So we've shared something, uh, and now we want to keep it going. And you mentioned inviting people to church. And in the workshop, we talk about, well, when's a good time to invite someone to church and when's not? And some people are shocked. You know, I got a Lutheran pastor saying I shouldn't invite people to church. And say, yeah, there are times where that's not really the, the best invitation to extend. That could very well end the conversation rather than keep it going. Uh, now, there are times where it is a perfectly good invitation mm-hmm. and, and very well received. So you have to look at the context. And if you've listened and you've asked and you're, you've sought and you understand where this person's coming from, you're going to know what to invite them to. Uh, again, it's not scripted, right. uh, but I do encourage people, you know, know what options you have. You know, yeah. It's hard to invite to someone to something that you have no idea about. And keep in mind, too, that um, we're not lone rangers. You know, that we're the body of Christ, uh-huh. and sometimes the best invitation isn't to continue the conversation with me. It's there's somebody else. Because I've listened to you and I've asked you questions and say, you know, we're not, we're not really connecting here. But, boy, I know this Kay. Mm. Kay and this person would get along. Great. Mm-hmm. I need to find a way to connect them. So an invitation may just be, Good idea. hey, let's go get coffee. Well, if you're a Mormon, don't invite a Mormon to coffee. But let's go get some coffee, <laughs> yeah. and I want you to meet my friend Kay, because uh-huh. I think you, you would really make good friends. Good. And so there's a handoff in that invitation to keep the conversation going. That's good. So it's not always, because I, I know a lot of times inviting them to church can work, but a lot of times it's not the best thing. So also maybe just encouraging them maybe to get involved in a Bible study or come to a special event that a group is having as opposed to a worship service. Right, and that and that's the lots of the opportunities for inviting people. Keep the conversation about Jesus going. Could just be, hey, let's read this book together. Yeah. Or I, they're not ready to come to a Bible study, but they're interested in the Bible. Well, let's read through the Gospel of John together. Okay. You know, and, and that keeps you connected as well. Well, I would think in your uh, your work with the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate, then you are looking to train people mm-hmm. so you have people to refer unchurched are, are people maybe that just don't even know Christ, too, and um, that that's important, too. But uh, as we talk about 
the next step. What does encouragement have to do with witnessing? Oh, so much. Uh, I mean, take a look at the world around us and, and how people just lack that encouragement. Uh, there's so many broken people living without hope. Uh, they have no answers, and we have that answer. And uh, I like to kid around and say, you know, that, that the the E of Lassie is for encouragement. Not It's not an A for accountability uh, because uh, it made for a really bad acronym. Uh, but more than that, uh, you know, accountability has a place. But the accountability is always under the law. When we're witnessing to a person, what they really need to hear from us is the encouragement of God's word. Uh And over and over again, the scripture calls us to encourage one another. It does. And so as we're sharing the good news of Jesus with somebody, we want to encourage them to continue to pursue that. We want to encourage them to take hold of this gift that Christ is uh, handing to them so that there's there's hope, Uh uh, hope in a hopeless world. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have a list of uh, Bible verses as well um, that uh, we, we talked a little bit about Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And I guess I should just jump to Ephesians two ten because a lot of times people say, oh, you Lutherans, you don't do good works. <laughs> but Ephesians two ten says God has prepared good works for us to do. So we understand that we're saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ but that he does have works for us to do. and uh, But the works don't, as I always say, don't gain us brownie points with God. He's already given us that gift. Talk a little bit about that. Well, when we look at those works, the work he prepared in advance for us to do, I think witnessing is chief among them. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that, remember, he prepared them in advance. And so Ephesians 2.10 is really concluding a whole unit of thought that begins in Ephesians one one. And God is at work to bring us in connection with these people in the world that he wants to know about the love, mercy, and life that Jesus brings. And we're the instruments he uses. And and he's worked that all out for us to be with these people in our lives so they can hear about Jesus from us. And that's the joyful work that he's prepared for us that Ephesians 2.10, I think, really underscores. Okay, very good. Our time is up. My guest has been Reverend Mark Wood. He is the Director of Witness and Outreach for the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate and the program Everyone His Witness. We've been talking about uh, just some acronyms that they use as they teach people to share their faith. Lassie, listen, ask, seek, share, invite, and encourage. Uh, Lots of food for thought as we uh, ask the Lord who he has put in our lives in our realm of going to stores and uh, on the job, how can we share God's love with them? We start by listening and building a relationship with them and praying to see where God would like us to go. Uh, again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. You can learn more on our website at www familyshieldministries.com. And I want to mention again, that we're giving away the booklet, Living the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. You will like this booklet for yourself or to give away to someone else. Uh, Call the Response Center if you'd like to get it, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. God bless your day. 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.